Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Land Scurve. I am here, and I would like to speak about maybe some loose ends that many of us haven't tied together yet. I want to say, first off, I'm not claiming to know the answers completely, but I'm seeing something here that is kind of bugging me. Because just like those old Polaroid pictures back in the day that we would snap and we would look at as it develops in front of our very eyes, I'm beginning to see an imagery that is not looking too good. We talk about certain things that we feel, but I think we need to pull back a little more to see more, actually. I think we're too close to social media. I think we're too open mentally to allow many things in that are changing us, slowly but surely. I think we're very much distracted on this level, and it's not good. It's not good at all. What am I talking about? Well, this is not going to be the longest stream. It will go on as long as I need to to get the message out on what I see. For the most part, most of you know me as an abstract thinker. I'm very much a comedian. I like to tell jokes. I like to share experiences and tell stories. But sometimes we have to really put it out there what our true feelings are. And I think that, or I feel that, the most of us, the majority of us, have been compromised. The masses have been compromised. And as you see in the title, Human No More, Gutted Consciousness Replaced by Programs. The majority of us have no clue We might catch flashes of something, but we bury our heads into all things carnal that are offered up to us in abundance in today's world. We have this thing called artificial intelligence. It's artificial right now, but it's becoming more and more like us. Because the more we use it, is the more we're giving up our consciousness and our soul, our very soul. Many people will hear in Hollywood, and especially in the entertainment industry, and especially with black entertainers, they'll hear the term, he sold his soul, or she sold her soul. For fame. But see, we feel safe, most of us, because we say to ourselves, I would never do that. But we're staring down into the eyes of something. And not only are we selling our soul, because we're not, we're giving it away for free. We're not even saying we want fame and fortune and money. 
which really, after a certain point, you realize it's just a waste of time. Waste of time. For the little bit of time that you have this on you before it's snatched away because it was never yours. See, we're in a program. We're in a program. We're in a system. Why do you think they call it a system? And there are programs in the system. And we are being programmed in this system to do the bidding of those who run the system. We can't think for ourselves because we can never be programmed if we thought for ourselves. We can't do for ourselves. We must be dependent on the system because we should never be independent according to the system. The system of religion, the system of government, the system and hierarchy of whatever job you're working, these are systems that you have to bow down to. They control you. But it's going further than that because it's always been that way. Our indulgences into these things that we feel are advances, we're really giving up our soul and our consciousness. We act like programs most of the time, most of us. We've gotten used to not having a real bank teller call us by our name. They're programmed in human form. Most of us are programmed in human form. We act like bots. And for those who don't know what a bot is, it's, it's, it's something in the system that performs a task. Sometimes when you talk to a website and you look down in the lower right-hand corner of that website and it says, how can I help you? And you're pleasantly surprised because you might have a question about what goes on in the website or that business. But that is a bot. That is not human. It is programmed to answer thousands of unique questions. So when you ask it a very specific question, which is going to be similar to someone else, it gives you the perfect answer. And it will also additionally give you a few links that you can look over to go in depth for a further understanding of that question and beyond. That's the job of a bot. We have been replaced and turned into bots in this system. And we don't even know it. We're acting like bots and don't even know it. And we feel that we're still human. But let's go deeper. Because I'm going to take my time with this one. And for the most part, I'm going to say it from now. I'm going to sound crazy and it's going to go over most, most people's heads. Again, I'm not saying I have any answers. I just want to point some things out so that you can think a little deeper. That's all. Now, in this system, you cannot rebel against it 
by maintaining your independence, by maintaining the presence of mind, by maintaining independent thought, you will be rejected by the system. See, most of us are clueless as to how we're being manipulated. Imagine being a mouse or a rat in a maze. And the maze has one way in and it has one way out. Or even say one way in and two ways out. But the walls of the maze can be shifted a little bit to close an opening in the maze that you may choose to go through that would make you leave out and exit the maze the way you would want to. But there's a lot of technology going on. And in this maze, we have a top view. The people in power who control us are looking down at the maze and can see both ways out. But they shift the walls to close off the closer you get to the other exit of independence. But they want you to exit from the exit that they want you to exit so you end up in a place that they want you to end up in. YouTube shorts, Instagram shorts, TikTok. Time is running out. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Sometimes they put things in your face and you have no clue. In this day and age, I would suggest that you question everything. Question everything. Dr. Fossey, where is he? After certain things were pushed on us to ingest and not through our mouths. Why? And why do we fall for it? And why isn't he being brought up on criminal charges? Who is he obeying? What gave him the power? You see, the entities, the go-betweens that we see on so-called mainstream media, it's all a game. They work together. They will even demonize some to win the favor of some of the masses to appear to be authentic. But it all works in tandem to control you, to fool you, so you can give over your soul and your consciousness. Most, as I said, are program bots with no independent thought. Because for the most part, Whatever your vice is, you are being seduced. And your weakness for that vice is amplified. And it's no more than a ball and chain around your spiritual ankle. Because when you try to pull away from it, it pulls you back in and holds you to that one spot. And instead of fighting to be free, we give in because the vice is good. It feels so good. And we have to understand that 
we will be stuck in a place of suspended animation, never to be effective for our families, for our own self, to learn the lessons of ascension so we can leave out of here better off than we were. But we're infested with these parasites in our mind, our body, and our soul. And we're trapped. And we have the feeling, those of us who have a semblance of awareness and consciousness, that there's something that we need to be doing, but we're not doing it. We feel it. But you're offered more decadence. The sweetness of sin is what I call it. Sugar is very sweet. Too much of it will bring damage to your body and your organs. Sin is sweet. It's not good for you, but you can't tell me that it's not sweet. Whatever sin that you indulge in, it's real good for the time that you're indulging in it. But when you're finished, a part of you has been stripped away and reduced. And these are the distractions that are thrown at us, whether it's a TikTok video with a beautiful, beautifully shaped woman, whether it's that shot of alcohol that we keep taking when we say we're going to quit. It could be that gambling addiction that you have because you feel as though you can't discipline yourself to come into riches that you can use for the betterment of your family that you can pass on. So I'm going to gamble with the mortgage money. I hit one time six months ago. I feel tonight is my lucky night. And we go nowhere. We're in suspended animation. CERN. C-E-R-N. When you search that, there'll be several CERNs that pop up that have nothing to do with that place, I believe, in Switzerland, where they wanted to find the God particle. They wanted to find that fabric between the spiritual world and the physical world. Basically, so they had to have this high-powered, very huge thing to make a blast of atoms Molecules. And from what I heard, they were successful. And this wasn't too long ago. And I know they've been trying this from, from what I can recall, the 60s, if not earlier. So why is this so important? When we have homeless people, homeless veterans sleeping under overpasses, when we have children that are hungry in America, even though America is teeter-tottering right now and not very liked by many in the world, it's still a powerful country that gives away military aid to Ukraine, that gives billions of dollars to countries that, well, you know, YouTube has its community guidelines, I won't say. But that Star David is what I'm talking about. And you know what I mean. We have people here who are descendants of those who built the country, participated in every war, feeling patriotic that finally if I 
prove myself, which it shouldn't have to, generation after generation of building this country, whatever your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, it's called an inheritance. And in our bloodline, it's black African people in America and melanated people overall. Not only did we give so much to the country, but we had to take hell in return. How much is that worth? But we're not thinking that. Because us, more than anyone else, has the ability to go higher on a spiritual level. So we're targeted more so than anyone else because if we were vibrating at the highest that we can, we would lead the world out of the chaos that we're in. But we're made to be or put in a reduced state. And most of us, maybe not 100% are in, but most of us are, t- are touched by this sin that is so sweet that we would now cannibalize our own righteous spirit just to be liked, just to be followed. And the highest of the high is reduced and never respected as the lowest of the low. So the world is unhinged. Whether you like it or not, we are the saviors. We, we, we have been the groundskeepers and the saviors and the original of this planet. And when you take away the original, what are you replacing it with? You've taken time in our captivity and introduced a religion which has replaced spirituality. We have an instinct Spirituality is an instinct. You see a newborn kitten go up on the high rise, put him on the ledge, on the edge of the ledge. Do you think he's just going to step off because he understands his instincts tell him this is too high to jump. You want to get away from that edge of that ledge. Even a newborn kitten has sense. But look at us, how our instincts and our ability to utilize our natural born spirituality has been taken away. We had HIV come out in the early 80s and really the late 70s under, under the name of Kaposi sarcoma. And they thought it was a cancer, a fast-acting cancer. But come to find out that in the gay community, there was so much of this AIDS, and it spread around because of the bisexual men, mostly, in prisons, and it's all over the place now. And at one point, and I don't know if it's still that way, it was the number one killer of black women between a certain age. I know 44 was one of the numbers. Between 30-something or late 20s and 44, where did it go? It didn't go anywhere. They don't talk about it no more when it's us. Our consciousness has been gutted and replaced by programs that we are running ourselves down the road of death. And if we don't watch it, we won't transition successfully. We won't ascend to a higher level. 
It's almost guaranteed that we will. We just have to submit to the commands of our creator and embrace our spirituality, which we don't anymore. See, we're a spiritual people. But the enemy has gone under our hood, like the hood of a car, and taken out some wires and put them in places they shouldn't be and rewired us and put the hood back down. So we run to religion when we should be running internally to our instincts and sense of spirituality. Gutted consciousness replaced by programs. We as men, we have testosterone, we have our body parts, and we can't seem to control them. In our heads, all types of twisted thoughts have been put into our mind by these programs, the program of pornography. Most of us can't help it. It's too powerful. And we go out into the world with these thoughts in our head. Most of the time we can hide it, but internally we know what we feel when we see a beautiful woman. We just might want to do the things that we saw on the screen the night before. And that woman might not be as clean as she looks. I'm not saying all of our sisters or so. This is reality, y'all. I don't know the statistics. I don't have the answers. I'm just thinking out loud. That man has a wife and family at home who depend on him. But he gives in to this woman who just looks so good. He can't resist her. And he finds himself with her in ways that he never found himself with his own wife. And he thinks that it was good. He may want more, but he lost contact. He gave him a fraudulent number. But he's not feeling too good now. And he's reluctant, like most black men are reluctant to go and check up on their health. But it gets so bad, the aches and pains, the coughing, the feeling of being sick and off. He decides to go in at the urging of his wife, who comes with him. And he finds out eventually that he's HIV positive. She knows she didn't do anything with anyone else. He knows that in his prior checkups for decades before, this didn't come up. So it has to be where he did something. He doesn't admit it first, but after a while, he's getting more and more sick, even with the modern-day medicines that they have to slow it down, to have you live a healthier-seeming life. But everybody's physical makeup is not going to take it that way. So he knows that it's just a matter of time. And he admits, and he thinks to himself, why did I do that? Well, he understands that he fell victim to the program of lust, unbridled lust. That since HIV in its official name has been out since the early 80s and really from the late 70s, all this time, 
when it became a black man and black woman's disease, it wasn't a gay man's disease anymore. That's when they had the most coverage. But when it was us now, now they don't talk about it as much. Let it kill us off. Gutted consciousness replaced by the programs. There are so many programs out there. And we're so carnal. And if you ask me, social media and YouTube and all of this stuff has great potential. But there's also things on the side of the road as you travel in cyberspace that are beckoning to you to take your distraction. And I pretty much forgot many things in the Bible. But what was the young lady's name who was told not to turn around? And if she did, she would turn into a pillar of salt. Well, many of us, we're turning around because we are attracted to these programs that keep us vibrating low, that keep us from realizing the seeds of greatness inside of us that keep us from fulfilling our divine destiny in such a short period of time. We ain't got long on this earth, y'all. We can utilize each moment and maximize it if we do the right thing and get back on course. But the longer we stay off course is the harder it is to find our way. But we're not connected to that spiritual GPS system that will always bring us back. That system has been compromised. That system has been clogged. That system ain't working because you're running to the enemy's religion that does nothing for you on a spiritual level. It does nothing for you because the enemy is guiding us through this maze that he has blocked off all of the righteous exits and wants us to come one way, wants us to come his way. In Toronto, there's a house of prostitution. And in that house of prostitution, I did a story on it many months ago, there are no real women. They're lifelike, rubber, plastic, humanoid, extremely realistic replicas of the female form, down to the genitalia, down to the warmth of the mouth, down to how beautiful a woman looks, every bump around her nipple. Everything about her, the warm, succulent thighs, but there's no life in it. I said earlier, CERN was successful. And the way I phrase it, I say it this way, in ripping the fabric between the spiritual world and the world and the plane that we're in now, a portal has been opened up. Now, why am I jumping from a Toronto whorehouse with fake dolls to CERN. Bear with me. You'll see. You know how I talk. I'm all over the place, but it comes together eventually. When that fabric 
that held back that spiritual realm was torn. Never forget that when people say it's a spiritual thing, there's too much of an overall term to use because there's good things in the spiritual realm and there's evil things in the spiritual realm. And when that fabric was ripped, my perspective and my opinion, I'm not saying this is it. Again, I don't have all the answers. I'm just talking this way because I want you to think. So many disembodied evil spirits flooded the earth. And people say, well, there's always been evil. Yes, there's always been evil. But really and truly, if you've lived life a little bit, a couple of decades, you got to say that there's more sinister things going on en masse. Yes, there has always been wars. There has always been killing. There has always been slavery. There's always been uh, what we would call human trafficking and, and, and the whole sex trafficking and using women for their bodies and they don't have any rights. That's always been going on. But in this modern day, when they can have a satellite so many miles up in the sky, then you and I can say, hey, let's flip heads or tails at this quarter and drop it on the ground. And it's heads. Before it even hits the ground, a satellite can see it from so far away. But you mean these people don't know what's going on? Of course they do. This is engineered. I'm telling you, I'm seeing the storm form. I don't know when it's going to drop rain, and I don't know where it's going to drop rain. But the storm is coming. This thing back in 2020, <laughs> that was a dress rehearsal. This thing coming, I'm dead serious. I'm not one of these people who like these pastors in the church. Oh, yeah, the end is near, and you better get right. And what, just so that they can spank the people who are there on a Sunday morning who feel guilty about the freakishness and the sweet sins that they did the night before. Binge, purge. That's how they have you in this loop. You can do what you want, but you can keep coming back to the God they say or they worship, and he'll always forgive you. What a loop. What a hustle. All you got to do is bring your money. But like I said before, I never saw Jesus at Target or Walmart short $5. Hey, bro, you know I'm the Lord. Oh, for real. Yo, yo, look, Margaret, that's the Lord right there. Uh, could you help me out? I'm $5 short. Oh, anything, Lord. I'll pay for everything. Oh, listen, I'm going to hook you up, man. I know what you did last night. I'm not going to tell your wife, but I'm, I'm going to get you in heaven if you hook me up with this money. Come on, man. Are you serious? Are you really serious? The games we play and succumb to and think we're getting up out of here and going to the right place. For me, I'm scared of the old version of me. I'm like, I don't want to go back there. I don't know how I could run out in a thunderstorm across the street and run back and not have a drop of water hit me. Ain't that something? 
And I'm speaking symbolically for people who know my background and my history. So I'm not going to push and assume that, eh, I'll always be protected. No, I'm not going out. I ain't trying to catch no water drops on me because I see what's coming. Back to the whorehouse. You have men who are so programmed for lust that not only are they craving women, which is a natural desire, but the program spin it out of control. Just like the TV commercials for KFC and McDonald's and Burger King and Papa John's Pizza has your appetite spinning out of control and your children. They got healthy food in front of them, but when that commercial comes on, they don't want that no more. They want what they see on the TV because it's a program. Just like school. You're sending your children to school to be programmed to the point that after a certain age of absorption, you don't even know who they are anymore. The schools have programmed them. It's a school program. So now we have these lust-filled men going to that Toronto whorehouse where there are no women. And they engage in whatever acts really in a one-sided affair. It's in their mind. They've been programmed. They're not with a woman that they're committed to. They're with something that was created for your lust. So it can suck your soul. You'll ejaculate your essence into this thing. And it's open-ended. But we don't know what disembodied spirits are crawling all up in that place. And you're giving your energy to something that's dead. And you know it. But the lust has blurred all proper thought. But there is something else there in the room, as far as I'm concerned, who is absorbing the energy you give. Not to mention, are you going to stay there and clean up the mess? They'll probably tell you, don't worry about it. Just do what you do and get up and be on your way. Now they have DNA to experiment with. They say that they're cloning people. They're saying they're doing genetic experiments. Who's giving up the sperm? But they're using your lust to do so for free, and you don't even know what they're doing with it. AI. They say by 2030 that we're going to experience singularity. Now, we know in the dictionary what singularity has always meant. But... Singularity in this context means when artificial intelligence overtakes human intelligence and it knows more or feels that it knows more. And we say feel. How could something artificial feel? Well, haven't we given up enough of our DNA? Haven't we input and ask chat GPT questions? And the questions we ask, they, they file over the whole Internet and come back with an answer, reducing our ability to think, reducing our desire to go to a library or even research on the Internet, 
and come to our own conclusions, it's too easy. So we go that way. So we reduce the capacity of our brain because we're not working it. To me, the brain is a muscle also. And if you don't work the muscle, it's going to shrink. This is why we're dumbed down now. And this is not a generational snub for those who are younger. But I can remember having so many phone numbers locked in my mind. I still, like I said on the other show, and I'm going to tomorrow uh, dial those numbers and see who picks up. But I remember 659-7839 and my own personal phone when I was younger. Boy, did I burn that phone line up. 322-9815 in New York City. And my friend's numbers. They're not there anymore, so I can say the one number or a few, 835-4510. That was the number of one of my best friends. And I still have best friends that today I can remember their home phone number from back in the 70s and some from the late 60s. Can I do that now as much? I could. But the cell phone, smartphone, takes that ability or me working that muscle and that capacity away from me. So it's hurt me too. Because people who are close to me who have new numbers, I have not memorized it yet. So when the phone malfunctions, two days ago, or a day and a half ago, Because, see, I'm a little screwed up because my mind is on the east coast of America to do these shows. So even though right now, what is it, 12.53? In my mind, it's going on, what, 8 o'clock in my mind. But it's been pitch black up here in the mountains for the longest time. So I'm offset a little bit. We have the YouTube shorts. We thumb through them. We can't even watch a full movie anymore without losing focus because of a shortened attention span. This is by design. Artificial intelligence is advancing. They're working on it so hard. What they give us is nothing compared to what they have. This is the way it's always been. We got smartphones In the mid-2000s, we always had cell phones, but the marriage of the Internet with the smartphone was the beginning of the end. And so we are looking down and preoccupied with what is fed to us, what we like, our favorite memories, all of this mental energy being channeled in. And we have these fancy phones now where the one I have I can put my finger on to open up for my banking. How convenient. So I don't have to remember a passcode anymore. But then now, what is it called? Uh, The retina? uh, uh, When you look into your phone and it can tell by looking at your retina that it's you and it opens up the phone without you touching it or putting in a passcode, that is too scary. See, people told me that I was crazy years ago when I said eyesight emitted energy that others can feel. Oh, you crazy, scary. What are you talking about? That science fiction foolishness used to follow. No, it's not. 
I'm not afraid to think outside the box. Because I don't care how still you stand on a front porch. And there's a cat, maybe a stray cat, in the middle of the night with enough street lights for you to see it. And you're standing there perfectly still in semi-darkness. And as that cat walks across the street in the other direction, at a 45-degree angle, it will stop and look right at you. And you're like, I didn't make any noise. I was breathing shallow. How did it know I was there? Well, when you're hiding from someone, right, you're playing a game of hide-and-go-seek. You know a way to be more effective in playing that game when you find a really good hiding spot? Don't look at the person. They will sense you. Look down, look the other way, close your eyes. Think of something far away, and chances are, if it's a good enough spot, they will not find you. But you say that I'm a quack because I said that. But you're holding up a phone and merely looking into it, and it picks up on the energy from your eyesight to recognize that it's you. Speak about picking up on energy. Since we have been turned into bots, with our gutted consciousness, born to excel, born to go higher, born to ascend on a spiritual level, and being reduced into nothingness, no effectiveness. But the energy we have is not what we originally started out with. It's not. It's been hijacked and replaced by the programs. So now we're operating in a manner that we weren't meant to be operating on. And so if the program tells us that we must cause chaos, if the program tells us that we have to watch somebody else, and get information about them. These people who are caught up in the repetitious life they have, thinking of nothing higher, who are just as bad off now as they were five years ago, probably even worse, they're doing the job of someone else, some other entity. And with this spiritual and psychological takeover, you can't tell me that it's not by design. You can't tell me that these entities that pass through the rip in the portal from the spiritual world on the bad side, what others would call hell, look at the world the way it is. Look at all of the so-called powerful countries that have leaders. So are the leaders satanic? Because everybody wants to go to war. Everybody's scrambling for resources. If they're not oppressing a country and holding it down with loans that they can't pay back because they have resources and they want to keep them in captivity and they don't want them to benefit from the resources underfoot, they do all the technology and still want more. What kind of entity is this and who are they collaborating with? When they say, or when I say, they're not collaborating with anything from this world. 
I feel in my heart that there's no way that we could be the only ones in this entire universe that's ever expanding. When I say not of this world, I mean not of this realm. They're collaborating with entities that are hateful toward you for being who you are and want to take away your spiritual inheritance and awareness and ascension because they can't go where you're going. But you won't go where you're supposed to go because on your way to that place, they're going to trick you and gut your consciousness. So you don't even know who you are. You don't even know what your role is in this world. You don't even know what you're supposed to do when you're here. Everything has a purpose. What I learned, and it's hard for me to explain, but I have to explain it the best way I can. I watched a video because I'm fascinated more with nature than I've ever been before. Every day, I'm seeing different types of insects that I've never saw before. And so I have a close friend of mine that I knew since I was six years old in 1969, and we used to go in my backyard and look for the praying mantis egg cases that they would leave behind when they would break through the egg case, which was indicative of the presence of praying mantises. And it was fascinating to me. But more and more as the programming of this world took over my mind, not all the way, because I fought back and I was determined to be me. As weird as people would say I am an eccentric, I love my weirdness. I love my being eccentric. It keeps their shackles from my ankles and chains off my mind. But in looking at nature and seeing things on nature that I can relate to now, now that I'm in a different atmosphere, zero latitude and zero longitude. There's a reason why they said that. And there's a reason why I see things more than I ever saw before. From the physical positioning that I'm in, I'm not even talking about the actual culture here. I'm talking about something on a higher spiritual level because you have just as much, if not more, ignorance here behind religion, behind politics as anywhere else on the earth. Very few are ascended. But this is a very much holy land. But the people here take it for granted. When you have someone great amongst you and you take them for granted because familiarity breeds contempt and you see the gifts in them, but you come after them and try to reduce them because that's what the program demands of you. You have become a bot. You don't know your own purpose because if you knew your own purpose, you'd be working feverishly towards your purpose. Most people walk around like they're window shopping on a Sunday. Non-directional. If the wind blows left, they go left. If the wind blows right, they go right. Ain't that something? But when you know you have a purpose, no matter what storm is in your way, you go right through that storm and you know because you're on your purpose, you're protected, and at the end, you will be the winner. So I take on all challenges. I don't let people or things put fear in my mind. 
It's a challenge for me, and I'm to surmount that because I'm not part of the program, and I don't want it. I shared a few things that were sent to me today for me to join certain groups, which I refuse to do so. To join certain groups that if you join this group, you'll, you'll get unlimited fame. You'll get all of this money. You'll get favor in the man-made system. But I don't want no part of the goddamn man-made system. I want to ascend to where my creator is putting me. Excuse my French. But it's a serious topic. And we're wasting time. Every time your heart beats. Every time your eyes close and you bat your eyes, every time you go to bed and inhale and exhale, that number, that finite number of heartbeats and batting of the eyes and inhaling and exhaling goes down and we don't know it. But we're acting a fool. We're acting out of what we were programmed righteously to do. So in looking at this video, they were showing ants. And the ants that I see out here on the Gold Coast, formerly named Ghana, they are vicious in a righteous way because they don't play. I'm motivated when I see these ants. I would see them the other day walking in file in rows of three. I didn't know ants could count like that. And the discipline that they had and the formation that they executed told me that they're listening to a common voice. To throw this in there, black people, you can't keep on blaming the white man. You know the tricks of the system and the tricks that he used on you. What happened to your discipline? What happened to your drive? You got drive to go to the club to wedge your penis up in some tight dress. When you're on the dance floor, you got discipline to go and do whatever it is to get high, to run away from the responsibilities that you have as a man on his post. You've abandoned your post. And like I always say, we call our women booty because we're admitting that we are a conquered race. Just throw that thread in there. And for those who don't know, when I say booty, go into your dictionary and look up the term B-O-O-T-Y. And some of our sisters are just as foolish. Going and, and, and putting on these BBLs that are unnatural, out of proportion, and do nothing but to uglify you when you have a natural beauty if you embrace yourself and love yourself as you are. Your beauty is not just a physical thing. It's something beyond the physical. I don't care if you got an A cup or a double D cup, you are beautiful. I don't care if your hips are 42 or 49 inches wide or 32 inches wide, you are beautiful. The mother of all civilization, and I know there's some people on the other side of town that are not going to like that. But you think you're not good enough, so now you follow through with the programs that are put into your head to tell you that you are nothing that you're not beautiful. So you tack on this fake hair, this fake eyelash, this fake ass. I know back in my day, if something like that bent over in front of me, I'd run. I'd run. I've been with all types. BBWs down to the skinny ones like olive oil. 
but they all had a natural beauty about them. We may have been creeping off and sneaking off and playing around in my younger years, but still, I understood that they had a sanctity on a divine level that they didn't realize. And I wasn't no saint either. But I learned a lot. And from this vantage point of being on the earth for the years that I've been, I can see further. Because the higher up you go, the more you can see, the further you can see. But we've been hijacked in our mind. And we're giving up our soul and our essence. It's quickly dissipating. Like the hourglass that has more sand on the bottom than it does on top. Because our time is running out. Time is moving faster. And like I said before, and a lot of things I have to repeat, the day goes by in basically 16 hours. So the hands on the clock go around faster. Can't you feel it? Can't you feel how fast time is moving? The real time, not the man-made time, but the real time. It seems like when I wake up now early and go to my back porch and look up at the sun and lay back in my chair and write an article or just meditate, and I come inside and do a few things, now the sun is 12 noon. Wait a second. It was just 7.30 in the morning two hours ago. <laughs> you look around, the sun's going down. It's revolving faster. We're moving towards something faster. Things are being manipulated. You remember back in the day, and it's not because you were much old, uh, uh, younger. Sorry, I meant to say younger. But when that Sunday came, you know you had to go to school on Monday morning or maybe work on Monday morning. That Sunday lasted so long. It lasted a long time. It felt like that Sunday lasted a day and a half or even two days. It wasn't 24 hours. It felt like 48 hours. And when the sun was on its way, say for 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, it took its time. The sunset was slow. It was slow. And by the time Sunday was over, the way it felt, you had a good meal. You dealt with family. For those who went to church, I'm not knocking you. You went there, but it was more of a social thing, and you just felt so fulfilled. Now you wake up on a Sunday morning, and you look around on a Sunday night. You go back to work on a Monday, if it is Monday where you go back to work, because of the demands in the workforce for the few jobs that are left at artificial intelligence or the robots haven't taken over yet, it seems as though the weekend passes by so quick that we're like, wait a second. The weekend, Saturday and Sunday felt like half a day. Use your senses to really see what's going on and how things are being manipulated. We're too lazy to spit a seed out or pick the seeds out of fruit. So they make the GMO foods and tell you it's more convenient, but you're not getting any nutrition. And because we're not getting the nutrition, there are more illnesses because our defenses are not where they should be. Like it was told to me by a great individual that nothing's on the outside. It's all on the inside. There's nothing that can't be healed from nature. But we're looking to the pharmaceutical industry and the health care 
It's more of a financial care for those who are in the health care so they can line their pockets with your money as you die a slow and fast death. That's just the way it is. And we think it's something mysterious. But the GMO foods are not giving us the nutrition that we need. Boundless energy. Don't you remember? When you'd cut open an orange, a real orange, and eat the orange, you'd feel the rush of energy go through you. Your brain would perk up. And don't be a kid who's on his way out to play. You have a couple pieces of fruit. You, you're straight for the rest of the afternoon. But we drag ourselves around now. Our bodies have become a burden. We feel if you're 200 pounds, you feel like you're 400 pounds. You're tired. And the day is not halfway done yet. You're robbing yourself of nutrition, and now these people don't even have to put on the label that it's GMO. They have a numbering system now that you better know the number system, and it's in fine print. You ain't got time for that. Grab that fruit and just eat it. That's your problem. Like I said, we have to question everything. We just accept it because they have the glowing commercials on TV and the nice music. They didn't have commercials for drugs when I was growing up. And the guy at the end telling you about the potential risk of taking that drug, he sounds like a dude at the auction. Three times, sold. Meanwhile, he told you that if you don't want to have the pain stomach, one of the uh, symptoms or one of the, one, one of the risks is death. Give me the sick stomach. Give me the pain. I'm not taking nothing that's going to kill me just because I'm a little bit discomforted in my stomach where there's a herb or a leaf or a root or a combination of natural substances growing in my backyard that I'm too stupid to know what it is because I've been programmed by their school system to keep us away from what we're supposed to know. The war is on all things natural. Must I scream it out? All things as it was before touched by the enemy's hands. Now we have unseen forces walking around us, whispering in our ear. Go back and talk to that woman. Ain't nobody around. Your wife won't know. Maybe you can get something good. And something's in her ear. And chaos is coming. Somebody drops their money and their wallet. And they keep walking, and you get happy. They're still in sight, and something's whispering in your ear. Go on and take that money. They probably got more. And you go through their wallet and realize that it's a large sum. I had this happen to me, or not to me, actually, but around me. And I was elected to be, let's use the term, a guardian angel in this situation. I was driving the bus. I have regulars on the bus. Those who go to work at certain times, sometimes at night for the night shift, or some who are coming back from the night shift or going in the afternoon. When you drive the bus for many years, you get to know these people, talk to them and know 
intimately, nothing sexual, but just the intimate workings of their life. And there was an older white man named Fred. Very, very kind man. He rode with me, and I would say that he was probably in his late 60s. And he is one that the American dream failed. I wouldn't make him feel bad and tell him that to his face. But how are you? Probably about 74, 73 years old. He was in his late 60s. He looked, he, the man was worn down. He was in the military, came out, worked some job for 20 or 25 years, and he's still working for the system. See, when you're in the man-made system, it's going to keep sucking from you until you're dead and gone. You're just a number. Push you along and get the next one in. And these are the things that scared me when I saw people working and working and working in the same thing. What happened to your creative thinking? What happened to your innovation? Money will come to you when you find different ways. We're in the system, but you should be really trying to get out of it. But here's a man who was always in the system. He wasn't any less. He just didn't know because he was all in hook, line, and sink about what the elements and the different factions of the system told him would be his life. Yet he's still paying his rent, working overnight, had a sick wife. She wasn't herself. She couldn't really speak and she was very pale and malnourished but they made sure to get the donuts and they made sure to drink the favorite soda they were killing themselves so one day I saw him in the daytime because he always used to ride the 91521 from downtown the one leaving downtown which was me I did the 1015 and the 915 we had a wonderful group of people that rode that bus going into Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. I tell you, some of my most beautiful conversations and funny conversations and the jokes that we shared riding in, I never wanted to miss a day of work or a night of work. So I saw him in the daytime. He was off that day. He was still tired from getting beat down in this job at his age. But they believe that this is the American dream and one day I'll be well off. But you're working into years where many people have passed away long before. Imagine that. So he told me, he said, Lance, I'm going to go by Walmart. I'm going to pick up a few things for my wife. My son's coming through. And we're going to have a nice dinner at home. But I'm also going to pay my rent. And he said, I might see you on the return trip, depending on what time you come back. I said, yes, Fred, I'll see you then. We were all close to the point where we had each other's phone number. And even those who rode that 915 or 1015 bus leaving downtown, they all had each other's phone number to check up on each other. But what happened? I don't see Fred tonight. Give him a call. And so many others. Different ages, male and female, different races. It was all good. 
And we talked about controversial things because you know how I am. I'm not going to shy away from talking about things in, in, in a way of being thought-provoking and, and, and to see how people react to certain things. And this crew was cool. We were all on the same page. So as Fred got up that afternoon that he was off, to get off the bus, the wallet fell out of his pocket onto the chair. And unfortunately, there was a young lady who had a uniform on where she was definitely working in a fast food joint. I couldn't tell what it was. It wasn't a popular joint because, you know, in Orlando, Florida, you have all the major stuff and you have these secondary small chains of restaurants that are only native to Central Florida or Florida itself. Just like you might have a Piggly Wiggly which is a supermarket in South Carolina or North Carolina, or certain places, as you will know, are just local. She got up from the middle of the bus from where she was, and she sat down where Fred was. But I didn't know at this particular point that that wallet fell. It was on the seat where he was. See, he shrewdly or she shrewdly got up and sat down because she felt that nobody saw the wallet. But see, the bond that we had, all of us as a crew, it went beyond just knowing each other. And he called me because I had his phone number. He said, Lance, I know you're a good distance now, but I realize I'm in Walmart and I don't have my wallet. Oh, my God, Lance, please. I have my credit cards there. I have about $3,000 in that wallet. And if I lose that money, it's a bad situation because the fact of the matter was, that Fred was living paycheck to paycheck. Isn't that something? So I didn't realize that, that young lady had sat in the wallet because I didn't know it was there. But when I looked in the rearview mirror and saw it get up and sit right there, I already knew what time it was. He got up to sit on the wallet so everybody can go off. She probably would have called out of work so she could sit down to the last stop where nobody would say, hey, I saw what you did. So I pulled the bus over, dropped it down, pulled the parking brake, threw it in park, and locked it. I was still on route, but I was parked over in Valencia College West, campus in Orlando for those who know where the 21 bus goes through there that stop and so I got up I didn't point any finger at her I said excuse me miss um, could you do me a favor and she's looking up at me post as though she was postponing the inevitable she didn't really want to get up her hand went down to the side of her hip welcome gifty good to see you my sister and so I said, listen, there's a wallet 
right where you're sitting. And she looked shocked. And she got up and looked down and put a hand over her mouth. Oh, liar. I saw you get up and sit there. I just didn't know the wallet was there. So I grabbed the wallet. And I still had Fred on the phone while I was on the bus because back in those days, you can drive the bus and talk on the phone, which is a no-no now in Orlando, at least. I don't know about the rest of the country when you have a CDL license. So I said, Fred, I have your wallet. He said, Lance, please, I trust you. I know you for so many years. Please count the money and count the cards. Just tell me. What's there if anything's been taken? So I had two minutes before I was supposed to pull off at that Valencia College West Stop. And that's the routine. When you get to a certain time point, you don't pass it because that's called running hot. And if you're waiting for the bus at least to arrive at 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon, it's okay to be late because you'll catch that bus. But if I get there and you're expecting the bus to not leave until 1230 and I leave at 1225, then you miss the bus and it throws the whole system off. You can get in trouble and written up for that. So I went to the back of the bus on the outside and I had him on the phone. And I counted the money, which was a little less short of $3,000 in large bills. The credit cards were there. The money was there. He said, thank you so much, Lance. I don't know what I would have done if I lost my wallet with that money. Thank you so much. I said, how can I get it to you? Do you want me to come to you later on when I'm off of work? Or maybe you can come out on the bus route because he lived right there. He lived right there on the main road. He said, listen. I have a card here on me in my other bag that I can use to get what I have to get. I'll get it from you later. Just keep it in your pocket, and I'll get it from you later. I said, okay, Fred. So I drove up and down with his wallet safely in my pocket, and later on he came to the bus stop to get it. Human nature. Of course, this is a lesson because we know we have good and bad people across the board in every category. We know a snake has a propensity to bite you because it's a snake and it's in its nature. So we know that certain people have things in their nature. But it's not always that we vibrate on the highest levels of what is supposed to be our nature because we have a gutted consciousness and hijacked mentality to operate on the lowest vibrations, just like that pretty little sister who got up on her way to work and said, I see a wallet sitting in that chair, and that man got up. She spotted it before I did. When I said so long to Fred, I didn't think I'd see him for a few days because he had a few days off. But luckily, I was placed there. And luckily, I wasn't just a bus driver who he didn't know. He had my phone number and I had his. And that's how things work out when you're trying to live a righteous life. 
good people go through bad things, yes. Sometimes there are lessons in that, not only for the person, but for somebody else. This world the way it is, it's always been, like I said earlier before, there's always been wars, there's always been murders, there's always been these things going on, but right now it's so increased. Am I going to blame CERN for that? Partially. All of these spirits and entities running across the world, possessing us to be so carnal, keeping us in that place like a ball and chain by these artificial entities that are filled with a certain spirit that wants a real body to enjoy the sweetness of sin. Again, I said it, the sweetness of sin. Sin is sweet, but it ain't good. Come on now. You know. And I relate a lot of my stuff to the erotic because that was my vice. It wasn't cocaine. It wasn't holding up gas stations. It wasn't that I had anger management problems. If you really cross me, I'm going to have it because I was a very, wasn't a very angry kid, but I had a bad temper because I would do things that would exhaust all communications. And if you didn't want to hear me or you wanted to try me, you'd get it. It's always that way. But this world, where it's going, most of us, I'm going to say it, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm not saying that I know all the answers. But for the most part, the masses of us are doomed. We are trapped. We are doomed. We are doomed. This is it, y'all. Taking the jab was the dress rehearsal. But this is the real act. In the next few years, it's just going to go worse. We're giving up our consciousness. We're giving up our spirituality, running to a religion and thinking that's it. We don't even want to eat real foods anymore. We're lusting after all things artificial. Like I said, that BBL, what is that to lust after? I'm sorry. How do you, as a man, look at another man and say, Mm. Damn, you look good. How do you? I, I, I feel funny saying that as an example. That's what you're supposed to feel when you see a woman. And you better keep that in check. You better keep all of the lower vibrational things in check. If you think, well, I pretty much cover it all, but I got that one little vice. Well, all you need is one hole to sink a ship. Don't you? You close up all the doors in the house. You close up all the windows and run the AC when it's hot in the summer. You just finish eating this watermelon. And you sleep under a net to keep the mosquitoes out. All the windows are closed except one. And that one window has the screen opened a little bit, just one inch. And all the mosquitoes come and find your veins that are laced with the sugar of the watermelon. And they go to your ankles first because that's where the veins sit up. Bone, skin, and vein. They don't go to the fatty part and they see that you're behind the net. You think you're protected. 
And they take the time all night long to find that one little hole in the net. Or they wait patiently for you to go to go to the bathroom. And when you lift up the net to go to the bathroom, they slip inside. You see, these things never leave us alone. They're always there to find a way to slip into our mind. Because that's where the battle is in your mind. And you think it's something on the outside. We self-medicate because there are voids inside of us that we haven't taken the time to take care of. But it's those voids that are going to bring us down. If we don't fill them up, and we all have different sets and combinations of voids inside of us, this thing, this artificial intelligence, these robots, these whorehouses with these Rubber, plastic, synthetic dolls that you grind on like it's a real woman. Deposit your sperm and they take it for their own DNA experiments. To create what? They ain't going to tell you everything. This is 2023 and you think because iPhone is the best thing you have or you have a car that has the gadgets in it or whatever. That this is it. This is what's happening. As far as the government's concerned, what you have now that you're bragging about was happening 40 years ago, but we didn't know it. So we get the hand-me-downs, and we're excited about that. But if we truly knew what was under wraps for us, you'd fall out. We got used to it, GPS. Back in my day, you better unopen that map that has the holes in it because you folded it and closed it so much it was always where you were going where the location was by that crease. (laughs) We had to do it the hard way. They didn't have no chat GPT. You better find your behind up at the library. You up hanging out all night Friday night, but you better do your your studies on that Saturday because Monday you got a test and you got to bring in that report. So you had to find the index cards to find that that book was still there. And then you find out it's not. You got two hours before the next library across town closes, so you better get your tail over there and use that Xerox to print up some of the pages so you can read them at home. And when you printed them up, lots of times it wasn't too good of a copy. What was it, five cents a copy? And we take things for granted. We have all types of information in front of us. But guess what? We don't utilize it because we got the YouTube shorts of, of internet beef, of the carnal things that are appealing to the eye in a lustful way. I know about all that stuff quite well because I was hook, line, and sinker coming up. We got to know ourselves and admit where our voids are, because that's where our enemy is going to capitalize to bring us down, to snatch our soul, to gut our consciousness, to render us useless from elevating to the next level, to ascend. Again, we're not here that long. The more I realize that is, the more I appreciate this gift of life 
but it's not a gift that you toss down like a child who wanted a toy all year before Christmas and after a few hours of playing with it and pulling it out of the box is tossed to the side and half broke. That's the way we treat our lives. That's the way we treat our lives. When time is pulling down in our life, we understand the beauty of a sunrise and a sunset. We understand the beauty of picking a mango off of a tree and taking that first delicious bite in it. The gift of nature. But in this world of programs, nature has no place. And if nature is what sustains us, and nature is what is the most obvious manifestation of what I would call God, or you say most high, or you say Yeshua, or whatever you call it. Because every different country that has a different language, when you, go, when you want to go buy shoes, you call it something different, but it's the same thing. We need to stop arguing over these petty things. Artificial borders. What we call ourselves, I'm FBA, you Eidos, you indigenous, I ain't African, I ain't this, the whole goddamn planet is Africa. These people got you mixed up. And you fighting over foolishness and they're not only taking over your mind, they got your children trapped. And you think you're doing something good for them. And before they hit double-digit ages, their minds are ruined. They are already defeated and captured right in your own home. And you wonder why they turn out the way that they do. Because more than ever, the spiritual warfare that we're in, we need to be on point even more so. I don't care about religion. And like I said, and I didn't finish what I was saying about the ants. I found out, and I'm not explaining it the exact way that I heard it because I don't know the scientific terms. But these ants, and like I said, I saw not only here in my yard, I didn't see a thousand ants. Now, this is not the video. Now, I'm, 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 I'm kind of superimposing my own experience with what I saw in the video. I didn't see a thousand of them. And I walked a long way following the trail of how they marched in triple file, lined up in a row of three, walking across the dirt through the plants. I said, let me trace this and see how far back they, they, they go. I went, I would say, about an eighth of a mile. And where they were coming from were some bushes that I could not get into. Now, I... The point was proven. But on the video, there was a fungus. Like I said earlier, um, uh, it was like mold, some fungus growing. And there was an exchange between the ants and the fungus. And the fungus needed a certain type of leaf brought to it that it can feast on when you put it on top of it. Something about that leaf had some type of natural chemical or something about it that broke down and the fungus absorbed it. And between the fungus and the ants, there was communication. What we know about this, we don't even listen to each other. 
but there was something the fungus gave the ants in return as far as nourishment. So all the ants had to do was go out to this particular tree that had a particular leaf. And it was hundreds and thousands of ants that I have seen on my own property here in West Africa. Going down the road, past other people's properties, I'm looking, and I respect nature, so I didn't want to step all over them ants, but they gathered right in front of my home. And I took video of it and deleted it by mistake, but when it happens again in different places, I'm going to show you. It was almost frightening. Because the unity that they had, I wasn't against, but what if they were told to attack me? But they wouldn't do that because I'm part of nature and I respect it. So now in the video, these ants went to get these leaves. They cut them. They held so much over their own body weight so many times and brought it back to the fungus and laid it all over the fungus. And as it got reduced, and broken down over time, this fungus fed from this leaf. How does a fungus talk to an insect? And we think we're the highest on the earth, but see, the ant knows its purpose. The fungus knows its purpose. They work along with each other, two different species of life, and we can't work along with each other who look like each other. We hate on each other. Bring chaos to each other. We're living out of our purpose. And we wonder why we don't advance. And everyone else does. We'll sit here till the cows come home until we turn blue and say we're the original of the planet Earth. We're the cream of the planet Earth. We come from the, the, uh, the black woman is God and the man is a this and this and that. And we're so decadent because we've been so reduced. Even before YouTube shorts to reduce our attention span. But the trees and the leaves in the scenario, they got a role too. Because I found out that when they sensed that the leaves were being taken by the ants, it shot out some type of chemical in the leaves immediately. That's, of course, undetectable to the human eye. And this chemical made it where it would make the fungus sick and it couldn't eat and it would make the ants sick. So midway through the journey, after they bit through this thing, they had to drop the leaf and they couldn't bring it. But guess what? They'd go back to the fungus because it couldn't get nourishment from the fungus unless it brought the fungus something that it can eat. It's almost like grandma. Baby, I need you to go to the store for me. You know my leg ain't no good. So go on and get that bread, go on and get the cheese and some other things with the eggs, and I'll make your omelet. The fungus was like grandma, could move. So we had to go out there and keep some change, baby. Use it for whatever you want. Get them little snacks I know you like, but brush your teeth when you come back. <laughs> so the fungus would tell the ants to go to a different type of plant that it needed as opposed to the one that shot the chemicals in the leaves that rendered it useless. Look at this stuff that's going on right up under our feet. 
And all we think of ants and roaches and stuff, I spray them, get them out of here. Of course, we don't want that stuff crawling around us. I understand. But understand there's a sanctity of life. And we're so easily duped with this artificial intelligence and, and things in these TV shows and Housewives of Atlanta and BBLs and porn and expecting our wives to be porn freaks at night after they worked all day and clean the house and take care of the kids. All they can do is lay there. Leave her alone, man. Wait till the weekend. We're programmed to be something that we're not. And the more and more I spend time in solitude and isolation happily is the more I see what a mess the so-called civilized man's world is. We are so off. And I will admit, I am so off because I grew up in this thing. This was the rhythm that was set in me. Even though my parents did a lot to put stuff in my psyche that I'm pulling out now, after their passing, I realized I had limbs that I didn't know existed on me that popped up. Sometimes I react in real life to certain things, nothing bad, but I start to sound like my father. I start to sound like my mother because that's nature. And the people who have influenced me begin to sound like those as I reflect what they put in me in a righteous way. But what happens if you don't have that? What happens if you depend on the television set because you're a latchkey child and you go in punishment in your room and your mother thinks or your father thinks they're punishing you, but you got a smartphone. They take that and your friend gives you another smartphone in your knapsack to go home and titillate yourself with things you should not be seeing. And these demons that are roaming across the earth, they're getting to your child through that smartphone. How smart is it? Poisoning their mind. And we tolerate more because those who run the programs tell us to tolerate more. They've hijacked the rainbow. We don't want to see no damn rainbow no more. They push it down our throat. Such a small bit of the population of the world. But like it was said before, and it really hit me, you can't put a cross. Not that I'm pushing religion. You can't do that in government buildings. But they can hang the rainbow flag. Is it really that important? Behind closed doors, do what you do. It's none of my business. I don't want to know. Maybe I do things behind closed doors that are very disgusting, but it's only with a woman. And I never heard a complaint. Okay? But I'm not going to push myself in what I do and represent this thing this way because it has become a religion. This thing with the rainbow has become a religion. And now we have to respect decadence. I don't know if it's decadence if I don't know you doing it. How many cokeheads do we know that sniff coke behind closed doors, but we don't know that they smoke or sniff coke and smoke it too? That's their business. Can you perform on the job? That's all we need to know. If there's something from stopping you, we find out that's a bad thing. Hijacked.
gutted consciousness and open for somebody else to come in. That's the middleman from these other entities that are otherworldly and from other dimensions. I'm just going to say it. Call me crazy. Maybe you'll say I'm brilliant after you play this back three or four years from now. But I don't care whether you call me brilliant. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not talking about things that are popular. I can do the gossip thing, talk about popular stuff. There's a lot of people around here in this part of Ghana that are very poor. The young ladies will do anything. I can sign off and never come back with these shapes that I see and these delicious backsides. And I said, yes, delicious. I'm a man. I still know what I know, even though I'm off the market. They got only fans and they come to me. These two chicks down in the market, man. Oh, you, 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 you are last I said, I hope so. How are you? Oh, oh, we know that you have equipment and, and you take good video. I said, you, you follow what I do, right? Yes, yes, we love it. We love, we know you're here. Can you help us? I said, well, what do you need me to help you with? This is a real story, y'all. I, th- I think I told you before. And I saw them. I'm like, Whoa. Not out of the lustful spirit, but, you know, I got the programming where I remember. I remember when we used to play, shoot him up. <laughs> you know what they asked me? You know what they asked me? If I can help them start an OnlyFans page. I'm like, wait a second. Did you get OnlyFans here even though it's the Internet? Well, you are American. We know you can do all of these things, and we want to, you know, I want you, we want you to video, video us in, with your good camera. I'm like, oh, man. I had another offer the other week to shoot porn. People are giving up their morality, their standards. Out here, it's incredible. You don't know what's coming out of the church looking holy and the propositions that they will give you. Same thing in America. But over here, the society is suppressed because publicly you don't do certain things. But whenever you have a society like that, the underbelly is more decadent, more explosive and just as huge proportionately and percentage-wise. There's a channel that I recommended long before. Um, The brother's name is Arnold, and I think it's called, and I know it's called Vibes at Five. It's a Ghanaian-based channel. This guy's a funny guy. He interviews all types of different types of people that you just would not think would be here. The decadence, the quackery, the low vibrational stuff. That's very entertaining, but it's very much an eye-opener as to what's here. So on the surface, you see certain things. A church on every corner, a pharmacy every other block. But when the lights go down, And behind closed doors, I think it's even more decadent than what you see in America. I lied to you not. I was quite shocked. So me with the radar of knowing all brands of decadence, even if I didn't indulge in them, I see things so clearly. 
And if I can come way out here, it's not everybody, but it's a whole lot of people. That means this thing is permeating every corner of the earth. This level hijacked, gutted consciousness is all over the world. And what is that making way for? See, we're really heading down toward real death. I'm not talking about leaving the body and uh, leaving the body behind and, and we call that death. And it's, it's not over when that happens. There's more to it, y'all. They want your soul. I ain't talking no church foolishness. They want your soul. And they're getting it. And we're giving it up. See? We're giving it up. Wow. It's amazing the things that I learned. Isn't it something? You know, I get a lot of information that comes my way. And I'm going to read this off. I'm not going to say where it came from, but I'm going to read this off. And this is about Hollywood and actors. I'm just going to read this off because it's a snapshot. And this supports exactly what I'm saying. That this artificial intelligence and this stuff that bedazzles us so much and titillates us so much is coming for us on so many levels. And you're going to find yourself with no food. You're going to find yourself with no work because we don't understand how far this thing is going to go. Let me just read this. It's a question and an answer. What does the new SAG-AFTRA S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A deal have to say about AI? The new SAG-AFTRA contract accepts AI acting as an Inevitability. After all, Hollywood studios have already been making body scans of background actors. Things like body scans are among the practices of SAG-AFTRA was fighting to curb and better, and the article goes on more. I don't know if this is a fool. Better regulate with the 118-day strike. So they're saying, from what I gather, okay, you want to strike? Well, we're going to scan you, or we already scanned you, or we're going to use your image to continue on making movies and not have to pay you. You see what I mean? So it's not just that the, 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 the unmanned kiosks and the checkout counters are making a few people lose a job. See? It's going for everything. And even if you don't believe in singularity, when artificial intelligence surpasses that of human intelligence, because it's going to take all you got. It's going to take everything. And this AI knows you better than what you think. You think you're that complex? We could be if we vibrate higher. But we don't. We punk out. We don't want to be what we're supposed to be. It's too challenging. It's, it's, just, it's just too much work. Who needs seeds in the watermelon? Who needs to be a man and look over the family when you can turn yourself into a woman and not deal with being a man and the challenges of being a man? I love being a man. 
I love my testosterone. I might have a little bit less of it at 60 years old than I did when I was 20 years old, and I'm glad because if I came out here to the motherland from what I see in my late teens and 20s, whoa, I would have had about 500 kids by now. But the bottom line is that we punk out. They give us an easy way out. Imagine we had chat GPT back in the 70s. We would be college students by the time we're 12 years old because we wouldn't have to write anything. Everything is done for us. It reminds me of the old Twilight Zone episode, and I've mentioned it before, where they had the big head aliens that came down on the ship that scared everybody, and everybody was waiting in, in, in anticipation to see what these Aliens were all about. And the aliens said, we're not your enemy. We came to serve you. And we have a book that teaches us, and I'm going to twist it around for the modern time because AIDS wasn't around then. But we have a cure for cancer. We have a cure for AIDS. We have a cure for diabetes and heart disease. We have a way that we're going to teach you to stop all wars and rumors of war. It'll be a bright, sunny day of harmony in this world if you just let us serve you. And so things started happening. People were being cleaned up and cured of different diseases. Well, when you find out the punchline, you'll say, why not? So there was a woman that slipped into the ship when the big head aliens weren't looking. And she looked at the book to serve man. And if you could remember, maybe I'm telling it wrong, but pretty much I'm making the point right. She ran out of the ship. Please get away from them. You don't understand what this is. That book to serve man is a cookbook. So this is why they were cleaning us up and they didn't want to eat cancerous human meat. They didn't want us with AIDS. They were serving us all right. Serving us on a table so they can eat. That's why they were so friendly. So I began to think about the chickens and the turkey that run around the yard that we feed so well and take well care of. Why? Because sooner or later, anytime with the chicken. And any time with the turkey, but Thanksgiving Day coming, that turkey better watch out. So we're being served by artificial intelligence. But there's an exchange just like between the ants and that fungus. It's an unseen one-way communication that we don't know. But some of us know. Some of us know. Rightly so, welcome to the show. <laughs> It's a one-way thing. But look at the illustration. Look at what you see. You see a robot holding a skull. Was that skull always a skull? No, that was a person. But it's symbolic about what's going to happen and what's going to come. Can't you see? We're being fattened up for the kill, and we're giving these unseen spiritual entities power through the imagery of robots and AI 
We engage with AI. And the more you engage with somebody down the block, around the corner, or your next door neighbor, is the more they find out about you. And then you trust them. And they're not worthy of trust. And you tell them where you keep the key under the mat just in case you're locked out. And you wonder why your house has been cleaned out when you went away out of the country for a month. We give away our secrets. We give away our essence. These artificial beings, and it's not just wiring and, 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 and bolts and locks and, and, and nails and all, whatever it is. I said nails, right? That's crazy. But you know where I'm getting at. See, those disembodied spirits that were released during CERN, they want us. They want us straight to the body. But they'll take a body like this, artificial, until there's a vacancy, like a person waiting for a liver transplant. And they have to wait a long time unless you're a, a trillionaire or a billionaire and can jump the line. It's something that they want. Like that fungus wanted the leaves that it couldn't get up and cut down for what it had nutrition-wise, and it would feed back the ants. So it was an even exchange, but this is an uneven exchange. We're in the system, and we're being programmed by the system. And you better pop Dixie when the system says jump. It says jump, you jump. Well, I don't want to go to this damn job, but you know I got three more years before I retire. Not realizing that with inflation and in time, by the time you retire, your money's going to fall short. And you'll be old unless you have so much. But when you have so much, we're fooled into spending more. More money, more problems. You think money alone is going to take care of all the issues? You think money alone is going to take care of your insecurities and your idiosyncrasies and your toxicities? No. It's just an amplified thing. And like I said on the other show, that there is no there. There is a there, all right. And your enemy wants to be there where you're destined to be if you vibrate at the highest level. But that's why they have to keep you vibrating low so they can take your slot and parade around with your spiritual garb, enjoying it while you gave it up for a TikTok video. Like you gave it up to hump on a BBL ass, something artificial, something that's not real, eating GMO food, watching things that program your mind to think that you're nothing and you're not beautiful and you're not smart. And really, probably we're just here to be slaves. With the seeds of greatness inside of you, really and truly, you run around coming up to church, I'm blessed and highly favored, but your actions don't show. It don't show it. Walking around, well, I don't have money. I don't. You better know how to activate money. You better know how to activate a new reality. When money is not in my pocket, I say the hell with that. I'm talking directly to the universe, directly to the source. I may not be a millionaire, but I'm leaving here, and I'm going to Africa, damn it. And the ways were made, and attempts were made to throw a wrench in my plans, make money run out faster. But we're here. And many dislike me for that. 
because I didn't go along with the program. Is it perfect here? No. But like the old Grace Jones song, like I said before, I'm not perfect. That's Africa singing to me. But I'm perfect for you because I know what to extract from the menu of what this place has to offer. I think out the box. They have papaya and mango and bananas and pineapple growing out there, things growing up on the ground, things growing in your face, things growing up high. We don't have the volume yet, but give it a year or two. It'll be out of control. Out of control. Probably have enough to feed 15 families. By what we plant now, what is being planted in your mind right now that will manifest three and four years from now? Will it be failure? Will you find yourself in a life that you didn't expect that you don't want? Don't you know that you're so powerful from within that when you order, you make your order, you put your order out to the universe about what you need and what you want, you'll get it if you're sincere in your pursuit of it. And it's not marbled with anything where you want to show out on somebody else or show off on somebody else or bring them down because you see the greatness inside of them and you don't want them to show you up because you don't like them because they know more about spirituality than you do and they ain't caught up in the carnal shit that you're caught up in. Be something else. You banish those entities with no apology. This is your life. You move forward to that. Because you babysit these entities, they're going to slow you down. And they're going to laugh while they're doing it. And once they make you fail and wear your legs out to the point where you can't get to the end of that path, they'll jump off for the free ride and jump onto somebody else to slow them down and laugh at you when you're in the mud and can't go on because of the chaos that they brought to your life. You think just because you're in your apartment, in your house, and drive your car that these things are not around you? You ever watch wrestling when they have tag team wrestling? You see, when you're laying in your bed thinking, oh, yes, I'm home, I'm safe. Yes, you are safe to a certain degree. But there's something on the side of the rope waiting to tag team. Tag me so I can come in and I can attack her. So you have a coworker on your job that don't like you, but they smile with you, but they're always reporting you for things that they say you didn't do that are falsehoods. I had that happen to me. And you can't wait to get home to get off of the job. And so you get home, and if you're a woman, a girlfriend calls. And she has some negative things to drop in your head, but because you trust and you're open so much, it gets in your head. So the coworker ain't doing it to you. It's that same spirit, that tag team, to get into a different part of your life to continuously bring you down. There's certain days where you go through the day, and it's always something. I don't know, maybe the bad spirits are changing shifts when you have a good day. They don't message like, damn, they were so good, I was walking around scared that something was going to happen. They left me alone. And the minute you forget about them, here they come back again. Spiritual warfare, try it out. You know it already. You've been dealing with it all your life, but we're in denial. We can sink our head in the smartphone. We can go on TikTok and work out our thumb. If one's not appealing to us, we can do another and keep going and going and going and not deal with reality. You can sit on social media for hours, but you can't wash your dishes. You can't wash your clothes. You can't balance your checkbook. 
You're taken out of your existence. And when you come back into it, when you realize that things be done, you don't know where to start because they piled up so much. You don't know how to reach your children anymore because they're off in that world and you're off in that world. And where are you? You're physically in the same house, but you don't know each other. Our perception of time, like I said, time pretty much is moving. Every day is not 24 hours anymore. It's the equivalent of 16 hours, give or take. And we can sense that it's moving faster, but we're in denial about that. We figure, well, I need more money. I'm going to work three jobs now, and you're sniffing coke to keep up. Now you're destroying yourself. You don't even, we don't even know where to turn. We're so lost as a people. Following the dictates of this system in these various programs. Programs that are going to lead us straight to death, the real death, eternal death. Because if you're in second grade and you can't master the work of second grade in your school, they're going to skip you to the fourth grade? They're going to skip you to the fifth dimension? To you, the fifth dimension is probably that group. Last night, I couldn't get to sleep at all. No, no. (laughs) Ah, We don't know what's on the other side. We claim we know. But until we master this particular level, we're not going to master that if we can't master this. If we can't have control on these levels with all of these decadent things on the menu offered us. Look at the face of this robot, which represents all things man-made, artificial, and AI. It may have a smirk on his face, but it's not a pleasant look. It's a look of, I got you now. And look at the eyes, what it's taking from the skull. The skull's already dead, but it's taking the last bit of soul energy out of it. The essence of what that skull held inside of it. The skull's physical, it's minerals, calcium, nitrogen, different things that go back to the earth. It's about you and sucking your life force. This thing has been sucking our life force and we run right to it. We are seduced by it. You know how it is once you live life long enough. You get with somebody, and the intimacies are so spectacular. The intimacies blow your mind. It's cool when you get along and you're on the same page, but it's not too cool when this entity is destructive to your life. And I'm telling you right now, there's something more to this artificial intelligence. There's something more to what they're doing with this stuff beyond what we know, and it's already too late. It's too late for us. No, I'm not that crazy man who's downtown on Main Street with a little sign in the front and a sign in the back saying the world is coming to an end. No, the world will go on. But will we be there to enjoy it? Will we take ourselves out of this fake world into the real world of nature? doesn't mean you have to move out to Africa like I did. No, but fight this thing, resist this thing. We have the power to do it, but we think we're insignificant and we're not. We have ways of communicating. Look at our brain. 
the size of it compared to a little ant that can walk in formation of three and move mighty things and do things collectively. We've been destroyed as a people for a very good reason. Not good for us, but good for the enemy. We'll rally and get together to fight his cause, to be patriotic in his wars. But for ours, we don't do a damn thing. We think that his ice is colder. We don't pull away and go back to the old way. We don't dump religion and get into our spirituality like we should. And we have the hucksters who talk spirituality, but they're really into the occult. I know many like that. And they're duping you. Watered down occultic twisted activities that are copies in many ways, watered down of African spirituality. Very few of these practitioners who claim that are really about that, understand that. So when you come out here to the motherland thinking that all you got to do is put on an ankh and a kente cloth and a cap with the colors in it and say a kwaba and go up in the mountains and somebody's telling you, listen, you need to give me a couple CDs. So what does it call it? Uh, uh, snaps or schweps or snaps or it's a drink. I've witnessed these things. I've peeked in on these things. You give them a little money and they go out, grab up some dirt, spit in it, make you eat it, say little things and roll their eyes back in their head and ain't shit changing. But there are some 2%, 3%, that when you find them, you're going to realize how powerful we are as a people. Because I've always wondered, for all of these fraudulent entities out here claiming things, oh, I, 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 I'm into this now, and last week you ain't know nothing about none of this. And we read a few popular books. And now we're ruling with this thing, and we want you to consult with us. You don't even know how to wipe your ass straight. Get out of here. Be gone. Be playing games with ourselves and lying to ourselves. We have no clue how far off the mark we are. And until we exhibit extreme discipline to banish the negative aspects of this man-made world. We're on a slow road. Or I have been on a slow road. Because now we're on the express lane to death. I'm going to continue talking about stuff like this. I don't care if you're saying I'm having a mental breakdown or I'm crazy or whatever. Usually the people who are like that later on, they say, oh my God. He kind of had it. I'm not trying to be somebody's guru. Like I said at the beginning of this program, I don't have all the answers. I just see what I see. But if I walk into somebody's kitchen and see the flat spaghetti pasta, like, you know, like you're making lasagna, and I see some meat, <laughs> and I see some vegetables, am I wrong to say that they're probably making lasagna? If a beautiful sunny day, we're in the backyard cooking out and it gets a little windy 
And all of a sudden, the clouds start rolling in. Am I crazy to say that it might rain? Well, some of us can see a lot on a spiritual level. Some of us can see a little bit on a spiritual level. Some of us are just running game. But all I know that right now, something don't feel right. Right now, it feels right where I am physically, but it's going to come over here too, even more so. Because over here is no threat. They've been subdued. The resources are being taken out easily. But there's no need to attack those who are here, who are docile and drunk with religion and politics. Every four years, the promises, and we fight and we vote. It's the same old thing. A different wing on the same plane. All the billions of dollars that Neil Frazier told you that the black church gave up to the church, or the black people gave up to the black church, rather. I wish the black church would give it back up. <laughs> We'd all be better. That's better than reparations. <laughs> but you've given reparation money to the church, and they work with the government. The government say, I ain't giving you nothing. I'm giving it to everybody else. Yeah, if they give it away, I'm going to be right there to take it. But I'm not waiting for it. I'm creating my heaven on earth right now as we speak. And I ain't waiting no more. I pulled myself out of the system. I see how to, you, know, you ain't going to get another decade out of me. I'm already 60. But my weapon against them is that you wasn't going to wear me down. I preserved myself. You had me all sucked out, all messed up, all fatigued out, running the treadmill, chasing after something, dangling in front of me like a rabbit, running the treadmill, looking for the carrot. No. I come to where the carrots come to me. But we all have to figure it out from our individual circumstances. But please, if you see something, understand that you don't dismiss it. It might be just a piece of the puzzle. You put that piece down. The next piece may not come for two months or two days or two hours. But you trust your spiritual eye. You trust your intuition like the animals in the so-called wild do. But it's not wild out there. It's orderly. I see it every day. I have mad respect for the insects and the animals and the purpose that they have in this ecosystem, in nature's world, the abilities that we don't even see. But they have in advance. And they're living in their purpose. All I ask is find your purpose. Find it. Because the chase after merely the dollar, yes, we have to when you're in the system where the dollar is valid, but you're trading life force for a piece of paper. Precious life force for a mere piece of paper. Is that fair? piece of paper that you work hard for and you give it up to somebody to get possession of the fruits that are free. Isn't that something? First family, I held you long enough. I said that I'm going to stretch it. Maybe I'll do 30 minutes. Maybe I might do an hour. Here we are over two hours. And I don't want to dilute my feeling. But I want to share. See? I didn't look at the chat room because when I flow, I like to just stay on point. Sometimes I get caught up 
I love what everybody's saying. I see there's a lot of wonderful comments. I will look over them. And when you leave comments on the actual video, I promise from this point on to respond to everyone. But I do see the comment here by M. Lola, and I want to put it on the screen. Our enemies are probably laughing at us saying, how the hell are they allowing us to get away with this? Yes, you, you are 100% correct. You are it's, we're making it easy for them because we're taking the bait. And in exchange, look at the banner. And guess which one we are supposed to be, according to them and so many of us. We think some of us are doing well. But a lot of us are gutted bots, part of the system, part of the program, and don't even know it. Repetitiously executing certain things, feeling they're living a full life, and they're living very narrow. It's sad that this precious gift of life we waste like this. But you're going to be punished for the light that you have when you are enlightened and you have light as a chosen one. It's not going to be easy. But if you stick it through, you'll be the winner at the end of the day. When you realize it's the light that you have, why they attack you? Because the whole system is against you. Because you have a light that they can't have. And you have a light that they want so bad because one shot of light from you is worth thousands and thousands of the lower vibrational ones. So to take you down is more of a prize. Why do you think they work so hard to take you down? The other ones out there, they got them already. Stackled, in the maze, confused on where to get out. But here you are still making it. Whether you're in the system and have to make money or not, you're above the system and you're just waiting for the proper time to get out. For you to have that knowledge to know that we're in a maze that has no end, you're a threat because they have to shut you down from getting the other people hit to what's going on. Anyway, I want to leave you on that. I'll be back when I wake up. I just want to say that I love you all. You all are precious to me because you help me to maintain my sanity with some of the comments that you share to let me know whether I know your face or not. I know your spirit. I can feel it through the keyboard. I can feel it through the computer. See, because we can flip it on them. They may have made this, but we can still travel through it because we're superior to it. Everything they make is a copy of the righteous original. That skull in the robot's hand may be sucking the life force out of it, but the very structure of the robot, it couldn't make anything else because it has to copy us. They're not better than us. They don't have power over us. It's only what we give through our voids and our weaknesses and our carnal decadent self. But if you rise over that and ascend as you should, they won't have a grip. It's like trying to go to the bowling alley and hold on to a bowling ball that has no holes. 
They'll get you through your voids. That's the holes that they have to stick their, their fingers in to hold on to you. The holes of you being carnal, the holes of your lust, the holes of the deadly sins that you indulge in. That's how they hold you. If you rid yourself of that, they got no grip on you. Just want to say much love to you all. To those who want to support the work, this is the way to do it. It's not mandatory, but it helps. Recommitted, rededicated myself. And I'm just so glad that I can share your company. And I'm going to sign off now. And I'll be back. And I want to hear from you. Leave a comment at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Share your thoughts. You don't have to agree with me. Fine. Maybe there's something I need to know. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm going up the wrong road. Partially or completely. We're here to help each other out. We don't need this artificial foolishness. We need ourselves. Because we have no friends. And at the end of the day, all we have is us. Much love, family. Peace.
Hello, this is Martha. Actually, today I, I, I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person, and he's a very kind man, seriously. I do talk with him on phone, like on phone or WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. But today, he's just extraordinary. He's very, like, anything you want to know about life, anything you want to know about just him on, just like anything you want to know about life, please. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media channels, you got to find him there. He's very inspiring. He's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to Landscape. And then, every day you got to see different videos, different talks, different topics about life. See you.